Hello everyone, while most curling fans will have their eyes on the start of the 2020 Scotties in Moose Jaw this weekend, halfway around the world in Krasnoyarsk, Russia, two young curling teams from Manitoba will start their journey at the 2020 World Junior Championships. Later in this podcast, you will hear the interviews I did with the skips of both Canadian teams, Mackenzie Zacharias and Jacques Gautier. However, we start with the third for the Canadian Junior Women's Team, Carly Burgess, who will represent Canada at a fifth World Juniors, an event where she is a two-time champion and a four-time medalist. So before we get started, if you've ever wondered how they get those nice graphics into the ice at Grand Slams at the World Championships and at Nationals in Canada and the US, well the answer is provided by Jedi's, whose in-ice graphics from easy and textile logos to the world famous Jedi's Full House product are great ways for clubs to enhance the appearance of their ice and to generate much needed additional sponsorship revenues. Easy and textile logos are the industry standard for high quality logos and they're a snap to install. Meanwhile, Jedi's customizable full houses are a relatively new way for clubs to grow sponsorship revenues by offering maximum brand recognition to those sponsors. No one can match Jedi's design services, quick turnaround times, and product quality, which is why Jedi's products are valued by major organizations such as Curling Canada, the World Curling Federation, USA Curling, and Sportsnet, who trust Jedi's to provide the products they require for their high-profile events. Jedi's. They bring ice to life. As mentioned, my first guest today is Carly Burgess, who will represent Canada at a fifth World Junior Championship in Krasnoyarsk. Burgess won both the Canadian and World Juniors, playing second for Mary Fay of Nova Scotia in 2016 and Caitlin Jones of Nova Scotia in 2018. However, what speaks even more of Carly Burgess as a curler, a teammate, and a person is that she has twice been selected to be the alternate for Canada at the Junior Worlds, winning bronze in 2017 with Kristen Streifel of Alberta and silver in 2019 with Selena Sturmey, also from Alberta. Carly, for such a young player, you took a fairly big risk this season. You left your friends, your family, and your comfort zone in Nova Scotia and moved to Manitoba to join Team Zacharias. How satisfying was it to win the Canadian Juniors with your new team after taking that plunge and moving halfway across Canada to compete this season? Right. That's a great question. Yeah, and um, I think both Lauren and I did take a risk um, uh, moving all the way out here because we knew that the level out here is just a little bit stronger than down east, and it has been for a couple of years, and even you look at women's play and men's play, <clears throat> it's just there's so many more teams here. There's so many more curlers here. Um, so we didn't really know what we were jumping into. It was totally new world for us because we haven't really seen exactly what happens out here. We just we live in the east. So um, taking that risk was huge, but I think we both knew that the team that we could potentially have moving with the two Zacharias girls that we saw at nationals would be a great team. Um, so uh, after having like such a successful season, going through cash fields and stuff, the team worked really well together. We are great friends off the ice. So that was really nice to see that we are just, the the chemistry was just there instantly. Um, and then uh, going into provincials, we had a great week, and that was really nice. Our goal for the season was to go to Worlds and hopefully be success, successful at Worlds. So winning provincials was huge, um, but we just knew it was the first step into our end goal. Then heading into Canadians, it was, oh, man, it was such a great week. The girls, we all played really great all week and um, kind of kept level-headed and focused one game at a time. And then coming out of Canadians with that win was just, it's so hard to describe because it, 
it was just an amazing, it was an amazing week with the girls. And, yeah, super exciting to win and have both Lauren and I be able to wear that buffalo and, uh, yeah, when a Canadian's out here and from Manitoba. So it was, it was pretty special. Tell me about your evolution as a player, Carly. How different was it winning the Canadian Juniors this year compared to when you won it for the first time in 2016 playing for Mary Fay out of Nova Scotia? So when I went on my first year, I was 17 years old, and it was a crazy year because both Mary and I were selected for Youth Olympics. So we were getting a lot of, like, other training off the ice from Curl Canada um, to prove our, improve our game. Um, however, winning, like, that first year was obviously, like, a huge shock. It was just – it was so cool to win at such a young age, and it was just – something like so special for the team and I and um, especially with working with Andrew Atherton ever since I was like 10 um, it was a pretty cool moment to win our first Canadians together the biggest difference for me is when I was 17 I kind of just went to nationals through the stones like went through the motions and we knew we were a good team but you never really know um, this year like since I'm a little bit older I'm 21 I, I kind of know what to expect at nationals and I know it's such a hard um, it's so hard to win a Canadian. So when after winning on, on that Sunday, it was just overjoyed with emotions because you know how hard it is to actually win a Canadian now that I'm at 21 and I've went through all the years of nationals. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It, just, it was a little bit uh, more special, I guess, every year I, I, when I won the Canadians. I think it just um, was just a little bit of a, I guess, a better feeling, I guess. And I think that goes back to, like, my maturity level, how it was, like, when I was 17 years old, I was just curling. I did all the extra stuff off the work. But now now that I'm 21, I know what has, what you have to do to get there. And I think I've just put in so much more work as I've grown up and, um, like, saw what I had to do to, to have success. So I think that goes back to, like, my maturity level as a curler. You've been to the World Juniors four times already, twice with your own team as a Canadian junior champion and twice as the alternate. The World Juniors will be a new experience for the Zachariah sisters. What kind of conversations have you had with them to help them prepare for what they should expect both on and off the ice at a World Juniors? Honestly, um, we've had a lot of people like um, give little insiders or key things about what to do on the world stage. And I, like I agree, I like all the comments and such, but we're trying not to make it so, seem like we're going to a world event. It was just, it's just like another national, it's just another spiel. Like we're just there to curl. So I think um, keeping it as a team as as routine as um, as possible is the best for us. Did national just like we did provincials. It was just another game. Every game's so important in curling, um, but we don't want to bring wearing the maple leaf on our back an extra pressure to us. So we just want to keep it as routine, as simple as possible as we, we've done all season. So that's one thing that we've talked about as a team. And um, and we're playing really well, so we just kind of want to keep that going. And, yeah. As we've mentioned, you've been to the World Juniors four times already. You've won gold twice with your own team, and you've won silver and bronze as an alternate. Is the fact that uh, you will be in Krasnoyarsk with your own team a good omen, perhaps? Yeah, it's all, always pretty cool to, to be the player that actually goes on the ice set, but... I've been really fortunate to be to be able to go as alternate twice. Like, um, not a lot of people get that opportunity, so it was pretty cool that I have won twice as a, a uh, I guess a player and two, twice as an alternate. But yeah, I'm super excited to go back this year and um, get to play every game, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can have a successful um, successful week and uh, bring home that gold. 
And finally, Carly, you obviously know what it takes to win the World Juniors, having achieved it twice. What will be the keys for Team Zacharias in Russia if you're to bring a gold medal back home to Canada? Yeah, so this is a little bit different because I've never been to a spot um, for Worlds. Like my first year was in um, Denmark and then Scotland, but we're going to Russia, so it is a little bit of different. Like, um, not really sure what to expect for the food, um, and the time zone's like 13 hours or 12 hours, so it's very different. That's a huge thing that our, our team needs to kind of work on. That's going to be so different than our usual. And even for me, like uh, I went to Korea once as alternate, but they had um, – it was the prep for the Olympics, so they had meal like meals for the athletes on on site. So the, it'll be a little bit different. Um, I think we just have to like bring our snacks and get used to as much as we can as the food um, there early, just so throughout the week we don't have to worry about what are we going to eat or how are we going to get enough uh, nutrients and, and such for a game. So I think some of the off-ice stuff is really important for us to just, we know it's it's going to be, um, sometimes it's going to be a challenge for us off the ice and even the jet lag. But I think once once we step on the ice and once we get to the curling club, I think our head just needs to be in the curling game and not, not worried about where we are, not worried about what we're wearing, um, like the maple leaf on our back. So I think, I think what we've done all season – is what we really need to focus on when we're there is just playing one game at a time. And it's just the four of us on the ice. Like, we're just there to have fun and see what happens. But there's a lot of other things that will happen off the ice that could have impact on our team. So we've talked about it um, quite a bit. So I think just taking care of those things now and um, talking about them ahead is something that we need to, I guess, we're focusing on. Team Zacharias is a little different than most junior teams. They've competed in several World Curling Tour events this season and played against six teams ranked in the top 30 in the world. Laura Walker, who recently qualified for the Scotties as a skip of Team Alberta, played against Team Zacharias in the final of a World Curling Tour event in Morris, Manitoba. I asked Laura if she thought Team Zacharias were the real deal. 100% they were the real deal. We played them in the final um, in Morris, which was, you know, I had some pretty good teams there. Most of the top teams in Manitoba, a lot of them... um, we're playing, you know, you had Darcy Robertson, Teresa Cannon, teams like that that um, all have just piles of experience underneath them, and Mackenzie's team went out there and um, handled easily a lot of them, and when we played them in the final, we immediately saw why they were in the final and why they were doing so well. They played very calmly. They can make all the shots. Like, I, I find a lot of junior teams, uh, they might lack in, you know, the finesse game that just takes a lot of years to really master, and they made a ton of draws, a ton of half-waiters, those kinds of shots, um, and I had to make my last shot to beat them, and it was it was a really well played game all around by both teams, and it was we felt honored to play them in the final, and um, we we kind of said to each other at the start of the Canadian Juniors that if they don't win, something's wrong. <laughs> That's kind of how we felt about them going into it. So I think for sure they're the real deal. They should have a great chance at the world. For those that are wondering, there is no final decision yet as to whether Team Zacharias will remain together past this season now that most of the players have aged out of juniors. That said, the sense I get is that they are likely to stick together to end this cycle and make a run at the Olympic pre-trials. If you're looking to buy some new curling equipment, look no further than Hardline. They offer premium curling equipment that is a choice of the world's top curlers. Whether it's the U.S. Olympic gold medalist Team Schuster or women's Olympic gold medalist Sweden's Team Hasselberg. Or how about the top Canadian teams, Briar Champs Team Cooey, Team Gushu, Team Jacobs, Team Carruthers, and world champions Team Adine and Team Tiranzoni. Hardline's new composite broom, the Hybrid Helium, is the lightest composite broom on the market and it's perfect for beginners. 
Hardline also offers a full range of equipment to get you playing your best, including shoes, apparel, and the Pro Slide delivery aid designed by Reed Carruthers. Visit their website at www.hardlinecurling.com and join the revolution. Following our two interviews that we posted a few weeks ago with Mackenzie Zacharias and Jacques Gauthier, we begin with Zacharias, who had struggled somewhat at the 2019 Canadian Juniors, then recruited Carly Burgess and Lauren Lenentine to play third and lead to create the junior version of a super team. So Mackenzie, we are chatting less than 48 hours after your big win in Langley. How does it feel to be a Canadian junior champion? Yeah, I mean, we woke up this morning pretty early to head to the airport and when we woke up, it definitely hasn't sunk in yet for me. I don't think it will for a little while. It's still incredible to think that we're going to be able to represent Canada in a few weeks in Russia. Before we get into the event last week in Langley, I want to take you back to last year's Canadian Juniors where you skipped a different lineup to a 5-1 record in the round robin before going 1-3 and in the championship round and just missing the playoffs. What did you learn from that experience last year that helped you at this year's Canadian Juniors? Yeah, so me and my sister were fortunate enough to be able to represent Manitoba last year as well. And um, we went into the event um, wanting to do the best that we could, and we ended up having a very successful um, first-round robin, but then falling just short in the championship pool. Um, we learned a lot that year and a lot of, like, from the teams that were there and the teams that won, like, what it takes to really win that event and what, it, what kind of focus and um, goals you need to go into the event with. So we definitely took some stuff away from that, as well as how to, like, pace yourself through the event and just stuff like that. And then Carly and Lauren were also a big help as they were bronze medalists last year and champions the year before. So they have been there a few times and were able to help with, help me and Emily um, with any experience that we hadn't had yet. That all worked really well when we came to the championship this year. You just mentioned Carly Burgess and Lauren Lenentine who joined the team this season and who both have a bunch of experience at the Canadian Juniors. What impact did Carly and Lauren have on you and the team both during the season and more specifically at the Canadian Juniors? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we met them for the first time during the summer actually, well besides Nationals last year and um, we really just connected right away as everything just kind of clicked and everything throughout the season was just so much easier because we were able to become friends as well as teammates. So the whole season itself was a lot of fun getting to compete with these girls. And I just felt like every single time that we played together, we were able to get a little bit better. And when it came to provincials and then to nationals, they were really able to help us just like um, what to focus on, what to expect when we were playing on TV, what to expect with the mics and stuff like that. And just every all the little things they were able to help us with. And it just turned out really well in the end, and we were able to win the Canadian Championship with some great friends. Mackenzie, there's really no denying that your team is essentially an all-star team that was created to chase the Canadian and World Junior titles. You had to know that the move would frustrate some people who believe that juniors is a little too early to create all-star teams with the use of import players. So I'm wondering what your mindset was when you decided to create this team and how you've dealt with any criticism you may have received as a result. Yeah, there hasn't been too much talk about that during the season, which has been kind of nice. But um, definitely like when we announced our team... Moving around the country in juniors isn't terribly common yet, but it's definitely getting more common as there was a couple other teams at nationals with a few more, like, imports that had to move across the country. Yeah, so we're one of the first teams to do that, so it's not quite common yet. But I think the reason why we did it is because it was my last year, junior curling, Carly's last year, and we all, we are four athletes that all had the same goal in mind. We all wanted to win provincials, win Canadians, and give ourselves a chance at Worlds. And so far we've been able to do that because I think that we've all had the same goal. And I think it's worth the move if you're playing with the right athletes. 
Your team played very well throughout this year's Canadian Juniors going undefeated. Did you feel like you found your groove from the outset, or was it more of a slow build throughout the week? Yeah, I think that it was kind of like a slow build. We've been building on since Provincials. We started playing really well at the end of Provincials, and then we were able to build on that as we got to Nationals. And then we had won a couple rougher games at Nationals, which kind of, but we were able to just squeak out the wins. So we were able to kind of build off that. And then heading into some of our last championship round-robin games, we were really able to hit our stride. And I feel like just after that, we just kept moving up and up and up until the final. Qualifying for a Canadian Junior Final was a new experience for you, and then you had to wait 48 hours before actually playing in that final. How did you go about keeping yourself distracted during that time so that you weren't continuously thinking about the final and anticipating it too much? Yeah, we definitely had a long time to wait after our final game at 9 in the morning on Friday. During that time, we just kind of took it easy, tried not to think about the final too much. We just woke up the next morning and we toured a little bit and we practiced and we made sure we ate really good. And then when it came to the final, we were all just like kind of waiting just to play it already because we we had waited 48 hours. So none of us were really too nervous. We were more just excited to play. So I think that actually really worked in our favor. Many times when a curler wins a major championship, they don't get the time to enjoy it and to let it sink in during the actual game because they are so busy trying to maintain the lead or to catch up to the opposition. After you scored your fourth spot in the eighth to take control of the championship final, did you take a few seconds and get to soak in what was about to happen for you and your team? Yeah, so we were definitely like very much so in the zone for the whole game and definitely for the first part of the game because like, we were trading ones. The game was very close. Both teams were playing very good. It was anyone's game. And then in the fourth end, we were very fortunate enough to be able to score four. And I think at that point, we kind of just told ourselves to breathe and just remain focused and just to play out the last two ends. And I think we, that we were able to do that while still enjoying the moment, enjoying the shots that we were being able to play. And, um, and then just at the end of it all, I think we just really took it in and just it was just amazing. Finally, Mackenzie, your team is now headed to Russia to represent Canada at the World Junior Championships. Tell me how excited you are to get to Russia, put that maple leaf on your back, and represent your country at the World Juniors. Yeah, I'm very excited. I mean, it's a pretty quick turnaround. We only have two weeks until we leave. But um, it's going to be a very exciting two weeks, and I feel like our team is on a roll right now. So we're just going to try to like keep keep that going into Worlds and stuff like that, and just hopefully we can play our best there and just take it one game at a time, and we're just going to see what happens. The biggest benefactor when two-time world and three-time Canadian junior champion Tyler Tardy decided not to compete in his final year of junior eligibility may very well have been his cousin Jacques Gauthier and his team from Manitoba. Team Gauthier were the runners-up in the Manitoba Junior Provincials and only got into the field at the Canadian Juniors after UConn decided not to field the team. Gauthier and his teammates took full advantage and are now in Krasnoyarsk chasing a world junior championship. Well, Jacques, it's been about 48 hours now since your big victory in Langley. Uh, has it sunk in yet that you're a Canadian junior champion? That's a great question. I mean, it's it's kind of just starting to settle in. I don't think it hit really any of us until we landed in Winnipeg yesterday. And uh, we, were, we were met uh, with a guy telling us to put our jackets on and our medals on because there was media and the piper and all that kind of stuff at the airport. So I think kind of when we were walking down the stairs there, it kind of started to settle in and just being back home and watching a little bit of the game, it kind of starts to feel real because it just kind of felt like we were living in a dream for, for the longest time. Before we start talking about the 2020 Canadian Juniors, I want to take you back to earlier this season. You are first as a skip of an elite junior team after playing third for JT Ryan for a while. What, if anything, surprised you about skipping at the elite junior level? 
Uh, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I mean, yeah, in the past, I definitely was the third uh, with, with JT, and getting that experience was awesome. But I think it was nice for all four of us to come in to Nationals this year as a completely different team. Um, even though last year Jordan and I had lost the final, I don't think we were thinking about that. We were thinking about how this team was completely different and uh, trying to make a name for ourselves uh, in our own right. And um, I think, you know, throughout the week, for me personally, it was just surprising how much media coverage uh, is actually out there. I mean, especially after now, after we've won, just like how many uh, interviews there are and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, there wasn't any sort of uh, additional pressure, I don't think. I think I felt the exact same amount of pressure as a third as I did from a skip. It was just just a lot more interesting to see the perspective of a skip as uh, people are kind of chasing you down after a lot of the draws, looking for your perspective on different games. Before we started recording, I was asking you how bummed you had been to lose the provincial final in Manitoba, only to get into the Canadian juniors after UConn decided not to send a team. Can you share with our audience what you told me when I asked you that question? Because I'm not sure many in the audience will know how that all went down. Actually, what I think is pretty unknown information is that going into provincials, when we received the draw for provincials before we'd even thrown a rock, before we even left Winnipeg, we knew that there was two spots because uh, Crow Manitoba sent us an email with the draw saying that two bursts had been awarded. So, you know, immediately, while our goal was still to win the provincial championship, our main goal was just to be in the final because both teams in the final knew that they were going to Nationals. So it wasn't actually that we found it after the fact. Um, our big, big moment was when we qualified, we knew we had, only had to win one more game to actually get to Nationals. And so when we beat Brett the first time, uh, we knew that we were off to Langley. We just didn't know what jackets we were wearing. So, I mean, I mean that being said, like the next day in the final, we still wanted to win it. We still wanted to be wearing the yellow and white. But, um, you know, after we lost, we could still take solace in the fact that we were still going to Langley. We still had a chance to win the Canadians. So, Jacques, before getting into uh, the actual uh, competition in Langley at the 2020 Canadian Junior Championship, I know that uh, you're tight with three-time Canadian Junior Champion Tyler Tardy. He's your cousin, and the two of you are pretty close. That said, how happy were you when you found out that he had decided not to play in Junior Provincials to try and earn another trip to the Canadian Juniors? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty, pretty glad. I didn't really believe it, honestly. I got to Nationals. Uh, and he was one of the first people I saw there at the club, and I wanted. To, I kept asking him, like, oh, are you sure you're not missing this? Are you sure you don't want to be playing? And he kept saying no, 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 and uh, I wanted just to make sure not, I don't know. I, I obviously wanted to know if he was going to miss it or not, but I wanted to make sure he wasn't playing still and he wasn't just going to bamboozle me last minute. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think for him, he was he was happy taking the year off and kind of focusing his sights on men. It's not a bad idea considering... You got it. You need it all the years and all the points you can to qualify for the pre-trials, and that's what he was telling me. His biggest, biggest focus is, and uh, I mean, he's obviously a tremendous competitor and an even better friend than me. So it was nice that we didn't have to run into each other this year because if we did, you know, only one of us could have won, and uh, you saw that last year when he when he beat us in the final. 
Some people in the Canadian curling community did express some disappointment that a team that had failed to win the Provincials ended up winning the Canadian Juniors. Did you guys have to deal with any of that during the week, or were you firmly inside your bubble and not paying too much attention to anything happening off the ice? Uh, I think for the entire week we just totally ignored it, because the only way I think anyone really ever talked about it or it ever became an issue is if we won the Canadians. And, I mean, if that were to happen, it would be an issue that I think we would all be happy to face. And so after after Canadians, there's definitely, you know, some stuff on social media about, you know, just questioning. And I, and I completely understand that. It's completely non-traditional. But that being said, the people that released those tweets uh, reached out to us individually saying that their, their beef wasn't with us winning. Uh, it was just with the format. And, and I completely understand that. I remember when I first heard about the wild card game, I was a little bit skeptical about that as well, but growing up in a province that, you know, produced likes of Braden Calvert and Matt Dunstone, but they were both at the same time, I don't think that this is a bad thing for the game. I think that when I was younger and I was watching those two go out in the provincial final, I always thought it was a shame that only one of them could get out of the province, as they showed they were two of the top teams in Canada. And I think... Just going into the week, I think to be crowned a Canadian champion, you should be able to beat any team in Canada. You should be able to to be the, the best team in Canada or to call yourself that. You should be able to beat any team in Canada. And so while it's not traditional to have two teams from the same province, I think we could have had you know, our top three from Manitoba and all three could have won. And not unlike your fellow Manitobans on the women's side, you spent some 48 hours between your last championship pool game and the final. How did you guys fill that time, and what did you do not to get too preoccupied with what was obviously the biggest game of your young careers? Honestly, I think what helped is that we had played so many games up to that point. I think after we played Ryland Quieter in the morning, uh, a game that we were down in, we after we won that game, we were both, or we were both, all four of us were just so exhausted that we went back to the hotel, basically slept the entire afternoon and went out for supper. And then the next day, I mean, we had the day off, but we were still so just, it was just, it's a long week and it really wears you out. So although we were sitting with that thought the whole time, I think that uh, we weren't, we weren't over consuming ourselves with it. I think that we thought about it a healthy amount. We knew what that game meant, but we didn't let it, either way at us and uh, I think we had the same kind of thing in the provincials when we beat uh, Brett in the 1-1 game at night we had all morning to kind of think about the provincial final the next day and I think that the four of us learned from our approach towards that game because all four of us I think approached that game the wrong way and I think we learned from our mistake in that way we we were really excited to practice because you get a you get a practice before the final uh, on Saturday night, and we were all really excited to practice, just to test out our rocks, make sure that they were the ones that we wanted. And uh, we were all really, really focused for that practice, something that we weren't focused for provincials. We kind of just went out there and went through the motions and got off the ice. But at Nationals, I thought that we really, really focused. We bared down for the half an hour that we got, tried to throw a multitude of shots just to prepare us for the final. And then in the final, I thought that... Uh, Again, we were really focused. None of us were too nervous. None of us were too anxious. We just kind of were ready to play by that time. You curled 92% as a team in the Canadian Junior Final. Now, I realize that you would have been fine with curling 52% as long as you won the game, but how proud are you of how your team stepped it up in such a big moment? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think 
Uh, I think, uh, you know, as you go down the line, the numbers that, you know, we posted aren't possible with no support from the front end. I mean, uh, Zach played 99% and Braden, I mean, pretty well close to that. So, you know, if those, if those guys don't play well in front of me, I'm going to have super, super hard shots. And they made it easy on me the entire final. Uh, you know, it, I can't say enough about Zach playing big and big-time games. I mean, the game before that against Quieter, he had the best, Part the best game to the of the week to that point, and in the last end he made two absolutely perfect kicks, and then he followed that performance up with an absolutely dandy performance in the final. And I thought for us that was a great redemption game because we played in the uh, provincial final, and all four of us were just not not on our game. So it was really really nice to see that uh, that we still do have a, a, a final, you know, a, a top tier caliber within us when it matters. And finally, Jacques, the next step for your team will be the World Championships in Russia. I realize that you've been to the World Juniors before as an alternate for Tyler Tardy's team, but that said, how does it feel to be headed to Russia where you will skip your own team with a Maple Leaf on your back? It's probably not even going to feel real if we're there, uh, especially because we're such great friends with the girls' team. I mean, shout out to them as well. They've had an absolutely fantastic week in Langley, and we're so, so excited not only not only to represent Canada, but to represent Canada with them is a real is a true honor to us. Uh, we uh, we really can't wait. We've been looking up all sorts of Russian terms, trying to teach ourselves the basics. We were looking at pictures of it the other day, and uh, I think once we get all of our off ice stuff, it's with Canada in the mail. It's I, I can't wait to see it. It's just giving me goosebumps thinking about it, and um, yeah, it's really going to be a dream come true. I hope you've enjoyed this look at some of the players that will be representing Canada at the 2020 World Junior Curling Championships in Krasnoyarsk, Russia. I'm Frank Rock, and this is From the Hack.